The Vape Passion Show, episode 41. Hey, welcome back to The Vape Passion Show. This is episode 41, and I'm recording this on Sunday, November 6th. In this episode, we're going to talk about how to find the best deals on vape products, my favorite vape channels on YouTube, what people are saying about the new Dude RDA, a chain smoking machine designed for more accurate smoking research, a follow-up on the libel lawsuit against London's The Times newspaper, a resource for finding RDAs and RTAs based on specs and features, and flavor books for DIY e-juice makers. So first, I want to thank Father Jack Kearney for becoming a Patreon contributor. Jack is actually a Catholic priest and has a website at fatherhugs.com and another website at helpasmokerinrecovery.org where he promotes the use of vaping to help smokers quit smoking. Uh, very cool, and thanks again for supporting the show, Jack. If any of you are interested in becoming a Patreon contributor, you can find my page at patreon.com slash vapepassion. Also, I wanted to give you a heads up that I just published three e-juice reviews this week on my blog and on YouTube. These were for High Class Vape Company, which I mentioned a couple of weeks ago. Uh, they have a budget brand that they're promoting right now, and they have really good prices. The 15 mil bottles cost $4, and the 120 mil bottles cost $20, so it's a really good price. I had three flavors from them, Island Dream, Golden Cream Pear, and Cuckoo Puffs, and I liked all three of them, so I feel pretty comfortable recommending them. Uh, good flavors and good price. Alright, so now for a quick beer pairing. I wanted to pair something with one of the flavors that I just reviewed from High Class Vape Company, so I chose Golden Cream Pear. Uh, according to the Pairwise app on my phone, Amber Ales are supposed to pair well, so this week I'm drinking Rail Yard Ale. This is from the Wine Coop Brewery in Denver, Colorado. They're a small brewery that makes really good beer, and Rail Yard is actually one of my favorite beers. So it's an amber ale with caramel flavors and a hint of fruit and hops. Um, I also wanted a backup in case Golden Cream Pear didn't work out well with Rail Yard, so I also used the Pairwise app to find out which desserts pair well specifically with Rail Yard Ale, and it mentioned custards and creme brulee. So I have two other flavors. I have Osiris from Hieroglyph, which is actually a company that doesn't exist anymore. Uh, they they rebranded themselves to Mutant Sauce, I believe, and then they that went out of business. So I don't I don't know if these guys are making even even making e-juice anymore. And then I have Strawberry Custard from Vapecraft Inc. and uh, that's a pretty good one. Now actually, I I just recently found out that High Class Vape Company is Vapecraft Inc. I don't know if it's like a sister company or if it's just a they're rebranding or something, but uh, they are the same company, and I reviewed them before. They're they're a pretty good budget line. I think they do a really good job with their flavors, so let's give that a shot. I've already got it poured. Mmm, I love Rail Yard. Oh yeah, I think that actually worked out pretty well. Well, that pairing worked out pretty well, so I guess I don't have to try the other flavors, but I'm going to anyway, so let me pause vape the rest of this out of this tank, out of this atomizer, and uh, I'll try the other flavors. Okay, so I forgot to mention, what I'm vaping on is the iStick 100TC, and with a Sub-Zero RDA on top, just like I always have. I, I love this setup. So now I got strawberry custard in here from Vapecraft Inc. loaded up, so let's give it a try. I'll take a drink first. Also a very good pairing. Custard goes really good with amber ale. All right, now let me load up Osiris and uh, I'll pause it again and jump right back. All right, I'm back and I got it loaded up in here and I'm too lazy to switch out the cotton for every e-juice. So not exactly the best way of pairing flavors or testing e-juices, but uh, that's what I'm gonna do for the vlog. So let's give it a shot. That's also really good. Yeah, creme brulee and amber ale. That's a very good pairing. All three of them were successful. Very good. It probably has a lot to do with me liking it. Uh, rail yard so much too. 
but Okay, so let's jump into it. So let's talk holiday sales. Some of you might know that I work in the marketing industry, uh, more specifically internet marketing strategies for e-commerce businesses. So I get to see a lot of different types of holiday related sales in many different industries. Something that I've noticed that's unique to the vape industry is that vape retailers, they do sales for just about every single holiday. And not only that, but many businesses have substantial discounts, not just five or 10% like you normally see. Um, not every business has a great sale for every holiday, but you can always find a really good sale if you look in the right places. I subscribe to a bunch of newsletters because I have to try to keep up with everything going on in the industry so that I can keep doing the show. But a side benefit of that is I'm always finding really good deals. Um, I don't buy very often, but I'm, I'm always very tempted. So there are some great sites that publish daily newsletters with good deals in them. For example, the ones that I follow mostly are vapingcheap.com, cheapvaping.deals, vape.deals, and vaporjoesnetwork.com. So those are the best sources that I've found for getting regular alerts for good deals. All of them regularly use affiliate links, which means they get a commission if you purchase from their link. I don't see anything wrong with that. It supports them and allows them to keep researching deals and curating them for all of us. So, but that's something I wanted to mention. Uh, it's time consuming work and I know because I've tried to do a weekly newsletter just like that and it just took, took too much time for me so I gave it up. Uh, something else to keep in mind is that sometimes these deals aren't as good as they seem. I don't think I've ever seen a deal that wasn't a good deal, but I've seen some deals that are barely even a discount. For example, a device that might only be $2 off. Um, still a good deal, but you know, it's nothing huge. Something else that I've noticed is that some deals might require you to spend a certain amount of money before getting the special price. Uh, Vapor DNA, they do that a lot. For example, right now they're, they're selling the Serpent Subohm tank for $4.99, but you only get that if you spend $35. It's still a good deal if you're already planning to buy from them, but uh, something else to look out for before you uh, spend a bunch of time researching a good deal. It doesn't happen often, but something to think about. So when you see something that looks like a good deal, research other prices first. Also, sometimes these deals are for products that are really old and out of date, or the product might suck. So some huge clearances happen because nobody's buying the product anymore, and the seller just wants to clear their inventory. So make sure you read reviews because there's no point in wasting $5 if the product you're buying is so bad that you don't even want to use it. Anyway, those, those sites are good for tracking good deals all the time, not just holidays, but they always make sure to cover big holiday specials too. Okay, and finally, one more great source for finding specifically holiday deals is Reddit, at least for the biggest holidays, like Halloween, Valentine's Day, Labor Day, Thanksgiving, and Christmas. Someone always puts together a big thread of vendors doing holiday sales on Reddit. Unfortunately, there isn't a regular format to be able to easily identify these threads, but if you search reddit.com slash r slash electronic cigarette, you'll usually find a bunch of sales threads around the holidays. And with Black Friday coming up, all of these sites are something to keep an eye on. For the, the last two years since I've been a hobbyist vapor, I found that Black Friday and Cyber Monday is the best time of the year for vapors. Huge deals and even some online door opener sales. For example, last year I picked up an authentic timber mech mod from vaporev.com at 1 a.m. in the morning for their Cyber Monday door opener sale. That mod usually costs $200, but I got it for something like $20, and, and I just got an email from them saying that they already have started their Black Friday sales. They're offering 20% off all devices until November 28th, with more deals coming each week. So yeah, if you're looking for deals, keep an eye on keep an eye out for that stuff right now because people are doing Black Friday sales already. So yeah, I hope that helps some of you out there looking for some good deals. Uh, for the Halloween sales, I picked up a couple of things. I ordered a 125 ml bottle of 100 milligram PG-based Nick Select nicotine 
from Liquid Barn. They were selling it for 25% off, so I couldn't pass that up. I already have that same nicotine in a VG base, but I hate doing DIY with it because it's so thick and hard to use. The VG nicotine that I have is probably the biggest reason I never DIY. I hate it that much, but I think I'll enjoy doing DIY with the PG based nicotine since it's so much thinner. I also ordered a Luke V2 battery charger from Lightning Vapes. Uh, that's a charger that has really good reviews, so I, I trust it. It's a two bay charger that usually sells for $20, but Lightning Vapes had it on sale for half off, so $10. Uh, I wanted a spare battery charger to keep it work, so that one will be perfect. Okay, and then I wanted to talk about some of my favorite uh, vape channels on YouTube. So, the reason I wanted to talk about this is because it seems like a, most of the reviewers that I subscribe to over the last couple of years have mostly abandoned their channels, so I'm looking for more reviewers to check out. Uh, I'm mostly interested in people who are unique in some way. For example, I like how crazy Thesis and the Vaping Bogan are, and how technical people like Phil Basardo and DJ LSB Vapes are. Um, I put together a list of my favorite reviewers or vaping channels. I'm assuming that most of you listening right now, if you watch reviews regularly on YouTube, you're probably probably familiar with a lot of the people that I'm about to mention. Uh, if not, definitely check them out. I'll put up a blog post on my site too so that you can get links to all of these channels. So I follow people like Mike Vapes, Heathen Vapes, Vapin Fagan, Fresh 03, Big Loot East Coast Reviews, Vaping Vic, Ownboy Josh, Vapor Trail Channel, Ruby Roo, DIY or Die, Vaping Bogan, and Regulator Watch, and of course the really popular reviewers like Todd's Reviews, uh, Scott Bonner at I Get You 69, Tia Vapes, Indoor Smokers, Rip Trippers, Grim Green, Vaping with Twisted 420, Suck My Mod, and Plumes of Hazard. So there are more channels that I subscribe to, but those are my favorites. Um, so mostly I'm wondering. If any of you guys have any recommendations for reviewers or other vape channels I should check out. And if you do, please leave me a comment on my blog or on my YouTube channel. Okay, now I wanted to talk about some uh, new product stuff. So I wanted to follow up on a product that I mentioned last week, and that was the Dude RDA designed by Squid Dude. Uh, he's a popular advanced coil builder. Uh, that RDA is spelled D-O-O-D-E if you want to look it up. Anyway, I heard a lot of talk about it and it was something I, I wanted to look into. Well, I did look into it in the past week. I watched a bunch of reviews and it looks terrible, uh, at least for my vaping preferences. Some of you might actually like it. Uh, all of the reviews that I've watched on it have said that it puts out great flavor, but that it's extremely hard to build on. And if you watch any of those videos, you'll see that it, it actually does look really hard to build on. And that's because it uses collets to tighten the coils down. If you don't know what a collet is, it's kind of like a chuck on a drill. So you twist the collet down until it tightens down on the wire. And because of the way collets work, you can't really use any type of fancy coil builds in the Dude because it twists the wires all up. Uh, and that's really surprising to me coming from someone who specializes in artistic coil builds that don't really work well in his atomizer. People have said that the collet system also doesn't seem to tighten very well, creating hot spots on the coils. So I haven't used it, so I can't say anything other than what I've seen from other reviewers, but based on what I've seen, it doesn't look like something I'd really enjoy using. But actually, now that I think about it, maybe it, I would like it because I don't really do fancy builds in my RDAs. I don't even do Claptons usually. I just do simple coils, which actually might work pretty well with that collet system. But anyway, I just thought it was something I should talk about since I mentioned it last week. Some of you might actually really like it. And like I said, everyone who's used it seems to agree that it puts out really good flavor. Uh, and it's also pretty unique. And I know some people like to collect unique products. So uh, it is a little pricey at $60 to $70. But 
yeah, uh, it's just something I, I thought I should mention. All right, now let's talk some science and research stuff. So there's some big news in medical research technology with talk of a new smoking robot being used at Harvard's Weiss Institute. So the scientists at the Weiss Institute are using this smoking robot to try to figure out new methods of treating conditions such as COPD, which is a, a serious condition that afflicts many smokers and former smokers. So this machine can be loaded up with 12 combustible cigarettes into a circular arrangement similar to a Gatling gun. The cigarettes are lit with a lighter that looks like a car lighter and it's chain smoked one by one. So they can also set the intensity and frequency of how the machine smokes. So what makes this machine different than other test methods is that it has transparent chips that mimic the human airway. The, these chips have living lung cells that come from smokers and non-smokers that produce mucus and cilia, just like you find in a lung. Uh, the machine can then pass smoke through the cells of both the healthy cells and the smoker cells and compare the differences. And what they've already found is that smoke causes the cilia on the live cells to be at irregular intervals, creating a distorted motion, which interferes with their no normal cleaning motion. Uh, that explains why people cough and have more mucus when they smoke. This could also lead to finding a way to treat COPD sufferers by fixing how the cilia functions. Even today, researchers are still doing studies that look at health risks of smoking by using mice as test subjects, basically by putting them in a box and exposing them to large concentrations of smoke. So this new robot makes it so that mice are no longer needed, which is more humane. It's really cool what this new robot is doing. Not only could this lead to new discoveries in treating smoking-related diseases, but it's also using real human cells, giving researchers a better re representation of what it's doing to actual humans rather than mice. All right, now I wanted to uh, do a follow-up on uh, something I mentioned last week. So last week I talked about how the London newspaper, The Times, wrote an article that accused top researchers and health experts of having financial ties with the tobacco industry. Uh, these researchers recently filed a lawsuit against The Times for libel. In light of this lawsuit, on November 4th, the Times published an apology to those researchers in the Corrections and Clarifications section of their website. Uh, the apology included Clive Bates and Professors David Nutt, David Sweener, Carl Fagerstrom, and Ricardo Pelosa. They also stated that all five of these experts are, in their words, internationally respected for their long-standing global work to reduce smoking. The apology stated that the Times' original story implied that these experts received funding from tobacco companies for e-cigarette research. The Times accepted that they were wrong and that the work of these researchers has not been tainted by tobacco industry funding. So I don't know if this affects the lawsuit in any way, but at least The Times has owned up to their mistake. All right, now let's get into some tips and tricks stuff. So a user on Reddit by the name of btoll89 put together a publicly available Google spreadsheet designed to sort through the most popular rebuildable atomizers, both drippers and tanks, to find features that you're most interested in. So this spreadsheet currently has 178 atomizers and includes 31 columns that you can sort by. For example, you can sort by diameter, height, screw type, drip tip size, style of airflow, if it has an adjustable 510, e-liquid capacity, and a bunch of other stuff. This thing must have taken a ton of time to put together. Uh, it's got so much information, even with only 178 atomizers. It doesn't have every atomizer ever made, obviously, but it has the most popular ones. It's also a work in progress, so it's expected to be updated over time. The creator is also open to giving full access to contributors for uh, reputable users on Reddit. So if that's you, find the link in the show notes and uh, send him a message. This list is awesome. You shouldn't have any trouble finding a rebuildable atomizer that fits your preferences with a list like this. The only thing that this list can account for is subjective opinions on things like flavor and cloud output, and it also doesn't have a price column. But um, And I, I actually reached out to him, asked him, about including a pricing column, and he mentioned that 
he thought about it, but uh, prices fluctuate so much that he decided to leave it out. So uh, I think that's a, a good point. But yeah, go check that out if, you, if you're looking for a new atomizer. Okay, and now let's get into some DIY EGU stuff. So this next subject I wanna talk about is on flavor books for DIYers. If you don't know what a flavor book is, it's basically reviews of individual flavors, concentrates. So uh, if you're at, at all interested in DIY e-juice, Reddit's flavor book is something you'll find really helpful. For example, in these flavor concentrate reviews, uh, on Reddit, they usually test steep time, mouthfeel, throat hit, flavor properties, similar flavors, pairing recommendations, and also include other useful notes. And if you look through the comments on these reviews, you can get even more insight into how other people have used it or their thoughts on ways that flavor can be used. It's really useful for anyone creating their own recipes or wanting to play around with tweaks on, on other existing recipes. Currently, there are more than 300 flavors uh, listed in Reddit's flavor book, and new flavor reviews are added all the time as the DIY community continues to grow, so definitely go check that out. Now, the next one I wanted to mention is DIY or Die's flavor book. That one currently has more than 40 flavor reviews, all written by Wayne from DIY or Die. So his flavor book requires a membership to his DIY or Die Mixers membership, which costs $3 per month. But that also gives you access to a members-only podcast and other members-only content that he creates. I'm not actually a member of his because I don't really do DIY much, but Wayne is a true expert when it comes to DIY, and he, he contributes so much content to the DIY community, so I really trust the stuff that he puts out. And $3 a month, it's, it's a great deal in my opinion, and it supports Wayne with all of the, the work that he does. Since I don't have access to Wayne's flavor book, I can't really provide any details on the types of reviews that he does, but I'm assuming they're as good or better than the reviews on Reddit. Okay, the next flavor book I want to mention is eliquidrecipes.com, so uh, ELR, as they're commonly known within the, the DIY community. It's one of the most popular DIY e-juice websites around. They have tons of recipes and also their own flavor book, which you can find in their resources menu. Uh, just about on it, just about everything on ELR is user submitted, which makes it possible for them to be probably the biggest and most popular resource available. But the problem with user generated content is that it's susceptible to opinions and submissions from people who might not have a whole lot of experience. It's still a useful resource though, especially if you're trying to dig as deep as possible into a flavor that you're interested in, or if you can't f find a, a flavor review anywhere else. The reviews aren't always as helpful as others. For example, a review might only have a one to five star rating. Uh, which is hardly useful at all. But then there are other reviews that will contain notes on things like related flavors, how much to use if you're using it as a single flavor, undertones, and other short notes like that. And then finally, all the flavors. Uh, that's alltheflavors.com. So they're also an, another extremely popular DIY e-juice resource known for having uh, really high quality content. This is often attributed to the fact that it requires a paid membership of $1.99 per month or $14.88 per year. All of their flavors are accessible with a free account, but a paid account offers the ability to save recipes and get updates on the flavor database. Unfortunately, their flavor book is similar to the one on ELR. Not all of the flavors have notes or reviews, and the ones that do are pretty minuscule, uh, but it's another useful resource for anyone researching individual flavor concentrates. All the flavors strong area really is in their quality recipes rather than individual flavor reviews. So there you go, four of the most popular flavor, flavor books around. Uh, in my opinion, Reddit is probably the go-to resource for flavor reviews because it's free and the reviews are really thorough. Uh, Wayne from DIY or Die is right up there with Reddit but I'd have to put him in second place simply because he charges $3 per month and because he has fewer reviews than Reddit. For a DIY hobbyist though, I think both Reddit and DIY or Die complement each other very well. ELR and all the flavors have about the same quality of notes on their flavors. 
but ELR has a much larger user base, which translates to more reviews. So I have to put them ahead of all the flavors as far as flavor books go. So there you go. I hope that was helpful for any of you doing DIY or considering it. If you, if you have any recommendations on other flavor books, uh, please let me know. It would be awesome to create a large resource of just flavor books, even if they're small and only have a few reviews. Okay, so that's all I have for this week. You'll find the show notes for this episode on vapepassion.com. Just do a search for episode 41. If you want to support the show, consider donating to my Patreon page at patreon.com slash vapepassion. You can follow me on Twitter at vapepassion. I'm also on Facebook. Just do a search for vapepassion. If you like the show, I'd love it if you gave me a review on iTunes. You can also catch the video version of the podcast on YouTube. I'd love to have you as a subscriber on my channel if you aren't already. If you'd like to get notifications of new reviews or of the show you can sign up to my newsletter on vapepassion.com and if you have any questions or comments please feel free to email me anytime alex at vapepassion.com all right i'll see you next week